Today on Sagittarian Matters, we are talking tahini, vegan noodle salads, and a non-dairy creamer showdown, including oat milk, with friend to the show, Morgan. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the Hello from Los Angeles, California. I am here this week to tell you about some of my favorite things, about my new queer advice column, and to prepare you for what's in store as you listen to friend of the show Morgan and I chat about food. First, some things I've been enjoying this week. Let's say there's five of them. Number one, the How Was Your Week podcast by Julie Klausner. She is a queen of the chatty podcast, and I highly recommend it. Number two, the band The Roaches, R-O-C-H-E-S, particularly the song Nerds, spelled N-U-R-D-S. I really like The Roaches, and if you haven't listened to them, why not give it a try? Another thing I've been enjoying this week is the show Killing Eve. I binged the entire series. It was written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Fleabag fame. If you've never seen Fleabag, that's my fourth recommendation to you. The last thing I want to recommend to you is go see Maria Bamford live. I just saw her do a practice set here at 3 p.m. Ponyo was in attendance as she gears up for her month-long nationwide tour. I think it's a month. It could be longer. Go online. She has lots of dates. She has lots of new material, and she is a delight. And if you haven't seen her show, Lady Dynamite, on Netflix... Why not watch that too? Okay, I just gave you six recommendations. On with the show. I have a queer advice column. It's on a website called Into More. My queer advice column is called Queer Abby. You're talking to her. It's me. I have questions on there that I've answered about what to do when a three-way goes south. What to do if you want to ask your neighbor to stop smoking. What to do if you're a butch person who doesn't feel connected to your community anymore. I do my very best. This week's question was by some freaked out femme females, that was what they called themselves, who showed up to their new house, and when they went to try out the key, they opened the door to find a sea of bros with overflowing ashtrays and empty beer cans after they had been assured that there was no smoking in the house and definitely not partying. Well, the women wanted to know what they should do to advocate for themselves with their new roommates and their new living situation. My advice is to run fast away from that house. Um, Please apply the principle of acceptance to every piece of your lives, dear listeners. If something is in front of your eyes, that is the way it is. The definition of codependency is being in love with someone's potential or being in love with a situation's potential not necessarily seeing the thing that is right there right now being offered to you. And when these girls opened the door, what they were being offered was a house where people were very comfortable with overflowing ashtrays. And I bet, I bet, you know, I don't want to make assumptions, but I bet that all the boys that lived in that house have heard of trash cans somewhere on the internet from their parents. I don't know. I feel like they've heard of trash cans. I feel like they've heard of recycling bins. I bet they've even read a book that included the concept of smoking outdoors. And yet they made steps and choices in their lives to smoke indoors, to have overflowing ashtrays, to leave the beer cans on the floor. So I don't think, 
a couple of well-intentioned sweetheart femmes walking in there saying like, hey, um, would you mind picking up a bit? It's making me want to barf is going to make them change their entire lives and like wake up from, you know, a, a face that has an ashtray imprinted on it and say like, oh, what you're saying to me is that instead of living in a pig pen, I can live in a tidy castle full of scrubbing bubbles and good smells. <laughs> I'm listening. Keep talking. So uh, that was that was the gist of my advice to them. You can read my full advice, which is funnier and includes wisdom about what you deserve as a queer person at Queer Abbey on Into More. Go check it out. Uh, the last thing I want to tell you is we have an Instagram page at Sagittarian Matters on Instagram. Please go follow us. Please go like some stuff and please go find the tahini sauce recipe that friend to the show Morgan talks about this very week. You can go there and find that recipe right now. That's it. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the podcast featuring friend of the show Morgan discussing liquids, solids, vegan creamers, noodle salads, huge savings, tahini innovations, and more. Until next time, over and out. From the Sagittarian Matters Tasting Studio in Silver Lake, California, I am Nicole with today's review of Margot and Linda's Hell of a Halva. Okay, I didn't get this in time to review it on the air with our friend Morgan, but I bought Margot, M-A-R-G-E-A-U-X, and Linda's Vegan Kitchen Hell of a Halva in pistachio flavor. Okay, halva is something that is sometimes not vegan, so don't don't go grab it freely. Um, but this kind, the only ingredients are sesame seeds, maple syrup, roasted pistachios, lemon juice, vanilla extract, and sea salt. Sesame seeds and maple syrup happen to be two of my favorite things to put together. Tahini with maple syrup can jazz up any pancake, any waffle, any bowl of fruit, any banana. I highly, highly recommend it. Okay, I've never had a fresh vegan halva before. Um, I've had, you know, little tiny sesame candies, but never a fresh vegan halva. This was, I think, $5.99. I got it at Lassen's. It is from a vegan kitchen. They have other flavors too. Halva is simultaneously hard and soft. The inside of it was a little bit flaky, kind of like a softer, fresher version of a Butterfinger, if you want to think about flakiness-wise. Um, it came in like a little puck that appears to be in a muffin or a cupcake container, and it is delicious. There's something about the sweet and savory, like the earthiness of tahini with the sweetness of maple syrup that really gets me. So I recommend this. If you have tahini-based recipes for desserts, if you have halva brands that you like if you have halva recipes that you like if you have other tahini recipes that you like please share them with sagittarian matters because not only do we love prunes and ponzini linguini but i'm considering giving ponyo a new nickname of ponzini tahini we'll see how that goes all right um i recommend hell of a halva pistachio flavor from Margot and linda's you can find them at my mlvegankitchen.com
Morgan, welcome. Hey, welcome back to Sagittarian Matters. Loving these matters, loving them. What do you have for us today from your vegan cupboard of delights? Ooh, delights. Okay, liquids are being featured in my universe right now. Not for any particular reason. I kind of think that creamers are, you know, trending. We love to like uh, call a trend here. Um, so I'm I'm exploring some new creamer options and beverage. It's a broad category. I want, so, um, I want to be honest uh, with you. Tell me. My go-to creamer forever and always is Wildwood soy creamer. I love Wildwood. Me too. And also second only to Trader Well, Trader Joe's soy creamer is second to that. But there was yeah. the time where my Trader Joe's soy creamer got a little old and then I smelled it and it smelled like S-P-E-R-M. <laughs> Don't let Ponyo hear. Do not let Ponyo hear you. But I like those because they're not sweetened, which is valuable to me in a creamer. It's, it's not like vanilla, hazelnut. Right. I also appreciate this. And let me just tell you my one critique. Why do they only make pints? Why? You want bigger? You want more? Yeah. Why wouldn't they just make a quart? I don't, I don't think I could handle a quart of creamer in time. Dump Nicole. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, I could. I'm like, just make it like, just like save a little packaging, a little shipping. Just send me a quart. I guess really it's not that big a difference, but like, like I'll drink a quart. Wow. And it's, Okay. All right. I know. Okay. Scandalize you. First, let's try this ripple. Pea milk. Has anything ever sounded more delicious than pea milk? Pea half and half to you. P-E-A. Um, P-E-A. But it sounds the same when you say it. Soy free, nut free, 100% vegan, gluten-free, lactose-free. Okay. The, the like appeal of pea, the pea milks not this half and half is that they have protein in them. And I'm trying these all with some cold brew for a real honest experience. Mm. Um, you know, I got some Trader Joe's cold brew and it yeah. smells like, it smells like motor oil or something. It's, it oh, smells nice. so bad to me that I feel like I need to take it back <laughs> and say, this smells gross. It can really cruise right into acrid super, super quick. First, we're tasting this. And I really like it. Okay, so the issue with vegan creamers, you know, is you pour them in and then you're like, oh, like nothing happened. I need another three quarters of a cup to make this palatable. I think this is chill. I think it's unsweet. It's not super rich, but like there's like a little bit of a grease coating that's happening in my mouth. It does have some omega-3s in there. Mm. Oh. Those are wonderful. Um, it's like $5 for this wee little. Let me see kind. how big it is. Is it 16 ounces? No, what? Yeah, it is actually. It is <laughs> 16 ounces. All right, so $5 is a little bit more than the $1.89 that I'm used to paying for Wildwood. And you know Nicole Georges loves the value, so do I. Okay, next up is Nut Pods, which is like coconut and almond creamer. I would say I'm not spending that money. It's fine, but I would just spend $1.79 and be happier, equally satisfied. This okay. has, once again, nothing in it. Zeros all the way except for one gram, gram of fat. N nary a vitamin to be found. Okay. Not I, actually, ooh, I think this one's okay. How much sugar's in there? Zero. Oh, that's nice. Well, I don't understand what this grease layer is that they're all leaving. 
but somehow they're all just like it's like they put lotion on your mouth you know what i mean i don't no, want I lotion. just what you mean <laughs> it says it's simply plantlicious i i don't know oh uh, mm. madeline who's a mom and founder says uh she wishes me happy sipping and um you know, I'm going to graciously like send her on her way. I don't think I'm going to buy this one either. Cook and create. It does say I might use this for cooking and creating. Okay. Nut pods. Yeah. I don't, I just, you know what, it, what is, what does it have in it? What nuts? Purified water, coconut creme, no. almonds, acacia gum, dipotassium phosphate, sunflower, lecithin, sea salt, and gel and gum. I couldn't hate, I couldn't hate those ingredients more. I, I don't love a, coconut creamer and i do not want almond milk anywhere in my coffee ever again why is almond milk so bad in coffee it just sucks dong in coffee (laughs) i would think that they would be like a match made in heaven almond latte sounds so great when you say it at the counter it doesn't but it tastes not good you know who's great in coffee nicole tell me who which you've got right there in your goddamn lap is my new favorite thing, which there's a shortage of in Brooklyn called Oatly Oat Milk. Hot trend alert, everybody. I appreciate their kind of like punky packaging as well. They're cute. Look at this. Ooh, shake me in a weird font. So the mm. packaging is gray. There's some really nice uh, graphic design on there. Oatly Oat Milk is delicious. It is creamy. It holds up on its own. It takes coffee to a new level. It's 100% vegan. Um, the only problem is sometimes there's shortages. That's the only problem with oatmeal. They grew too fast. They grew too fast. I think they're Euro. And um, I, I, I secured a, a, a hookup. So I'm real stoked about this. And I just buy it on the, off the, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, look at this. They've got this kind of, like, drippy, bloody font, which is, like, appealing. It's just black, but it just looks like. A little just punk enough yeah. like it's not like it's not gonna wish me a happy sipping it's like Ugh, shake me it's like oh here's through the here's the nutritional facts it's so boring yeah um, oh boring tastes great that's the exciting stuff so i'm sipping it and it is scrumptious it takes a little bit more to like make your coffee taste and look like maybe how you prefer maybe me is what i should say morgan um, likes white coffee <laughs> just a single shot 25 ounce latte thank you so much just kidding. i haven't had a latte and i can't remember when it's actually like one of my goals is to order a latte mm. what it's so weird they exist so. uh, i want you to order as cafe latte <laughs> <laughs> um, i'll take cafe latte i'll have cafe latte and i'm gonna order so many pumps of so many syrups all this can i get one pump of everything can i get a oh, thank you Okay. Um, okay. The one drawback, uh, which is this, I hope this isn't a heartbreaker for you, Georges, um, is it's Euro. So excuse this, uh, unfortunate, um, naming of this oil, but it has oat milk. And the second ingredient is rapeseed oil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me too. Horrible, horrible name. Hope I never have to read that name again. But it's also just another word for canola, which we know is like maybe not great. But let me just tell you, there's B12 in here. There is protein in here. There's vitamins through the roof. 20%, 25, 2, 8, 20, 45, 50, 20. These are all vitamin percentages I'm reading here. Huge numbers. 
huge number. So if you have oatly, you kind of don't even need any other foods. No, you could just live on it. Totally. A hundred percent. Um, I, I, I really think this is like the most delectable non-dairy milk I've had in ages. Are you smoking that pen? I want to tell you a couple of things. One, the coffee shop near my house that I started frequenting because they had oat milk. They, um, and friend to the show, Danette referred me to oat milk, which I was sketchy about because I had only had Pacific oat milk, which don't get, if you hear this podcast and you hear the word oat milk and then they don't have oatly because they don't have it anywhere, but you see the Pacific oat milk, don't get it. It's not the same. It's it tr- the it's a trash version. It's water. It's white water. But Ooh-wee. the coffee shop I go to ran out of oat milk, but then they tried to talk me into drinking hemp milk instead. Ew, I hate hemp milk. I had to call the suicide hotline. It was so sad. It's like, do they like dunk a fish in it? It tastes so <laughs> bad. How could non-dairy things taste like, how could vegeta- <laughs> vegan things taste like fish? I don't know, but they've really nailed it. It was it was the worst. It was the absolute worst. I'll take two t- pumps of tuna in my latte. Thank you. If you have an advice question for Sagittarian Matters, call or text our advice hotline, 971-361-9998. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank. I have a weird other thing to taste, which is this tiny little bottle by GT's makers of kombucha called Coco Kefir. Kefir, up to you, you call it. It's a living probiotic shot. This eight ounce bottle contains four shots. It's basically white water and um, it is vegan. It's non-GMO. It's young coconut water, kefir cultures, and 100% pure love oh that's nice okay take a swig i've had coconut kefir before not that pure but um there's the other brand kavita i got some of them from stevia in it oh yeah does have stevia in it she's shaking her finger morgan's shaking her finger wagon full wagon that finger i'm just gonna sip it right from the bottle yeah wow is that tangy after that milk you know what lightly fizzy incredibly tart doesn't taste coconutty actually i taste a little coconut water i like this yeah i'm in would you mix it with anything else uh i put it in a juice i don't know what do you do with it what's the good thing about kefir it has a lot of probiotics it's gonna make your stomach feel better yeah um coconut water is full of you know electrolytes and vitamins or something question wild card would this be good in a salad dressing what oh my god i don't know you know i have some coconut aminos or no coconut vinegar that a gluten-free person left at my house and it's a little too sweet for me for salad. i like a vinegar that's a little more like apple cider vinegar is probably the sweetest i'm willing to go unless we're going full balsamic Anything in between just tastes queer. It kind of queers up everything, and then I need to add more salt to balance it. I am for sure going to queer up my salad with this. I can't wait. You know I love a salad. I do know that. Wild card salad. I think this is uh, strangely good. I thought I was going to hate it, but I think it's my favorite thing. Morgan, I've got something to tell you. Do tell. I was at Trader Joe's. Wait, I've never heard. And the place of a recent hostage situation 
The one I go yeah, to is the one where there was a hostage situation. And I can't believe that. And I got unsweetened almond, cashew, and macadamia nut beverage. A smooth and creamy oh. non-dairy beverage made from almonds, ugh, cashews, and macadamia nuts. Okay, okay. Um, it has 10% calcium, which isn't a lot. But I got it just for fun for my smoothies. It, it was neutral to me. I tried to put it in my terrible tasting Trader Joe's cold brew, and uh, it didn't. It didn't say that I had to add creamer for it to actually be creamy or delicious. I had, I don't recommend this, but I don't non recommend it. I give okay. it like a straight up five out of ten. Like you could do worse, but you could do better. You know, sometimes I think about these kinds of beverages when you're making like smoothies and stuff, and I'm like, what if I just put two cashews in there and then just water? Well, that's what, what I, I do when water? I run out. I know. Like, I'm like, why am I paying like $5 for mostly water and like two cashews, which I could just do myself? This is what, when I run out of this and I make a smoothie, I just add water. Or you know what I did recently? Call Martha Stewart. (laughs) I had opened a can of coconut milk. And of course I didn't use the whole can because I was cooking for one. So I filled up an ice cube tray with the remaining coconut milk. So instead of having a block of frozen coconut milk in my freezer that could only be used in one go in a saucepan or whatever, I had it in the ice cube tray. So I just popped out a couple ice cubes for every smoothie. Plop a cube. With with water. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and it it worked. It made it as creamy or whatever. These are huge. next episode. I I say we um just do travel tips and tricks because you've got a lot up your sleeve, and I think I might have one or two as well. I mean the the old ice cube tray trick works great for anything. Ice cube trays trending hard in twenty nineteen. Calling it, <laughs> but they no they already didn't they already trend in like twenty fourteen where it was like get your ice cube tray full of pesto, get your ice cube yeah. tray full of minced garlic, full of minced ginger. That was, but like it didn't really take off in the way that it really should. What else would you put in an ice cube tray? Okay, the two things that are like the best appliances in the entire kitchen that I feel like are underappreciated: freezer, or disgusting now. Oh my god, it's incredible. Okay, and then the toaster oven. I will sing the praises high and low of the toaster oven all dang day. You can like, oh my god, you can do anything you can do in a big oven, but on a small scale and quicker you can toast a nut you can make cookie dough freeze little pucks and then just make hot cookies two at a time you can toast a toast you can roast a veg you can there's like there's nothing you can't do in there you can make a pizza Mm. i have to say like you maybe are the number one person i would share a travel trailer with if all we had was like a coffee pot and a toaster oven it's like, um, what's that called? The kitchen challenge show where you have to use the tin foil as your appliance. Cutthroat kitchen. Good. Yeah, cutthroat kitchen. We should do an episode where we go to a travel trailer. Try to make a feast for 20. Feast for 20 in 20 minutes in the travel trailer. <laughs> Just a toaster oven in a freezer. But we have to hold hands the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and only tin foil. Only plastic wrap for uh, utensils. All right, I'm signing off on the beverage journey. Last are. last notes, high, highest to lowest. Can you rate the things you just tried? Oatly is way on top. Unfortunate oils and all. I'm sorry. It's just a winner. It tastes so dang good. Uh, second for me, white water. Cocoa kefir pure flavor, it's called. Um, I think that ripple and nut pods just chill, chill at the bottom for me. I don't like them. 
Do you like the ripple pea milk as a normal milk? I tasted that milk and I thought it was fine. The yogurt is unpalatable. Punishing. Don't do it. Punishing pea yogurt. Nicole Georges would request her money back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's expensive. Just like I'll eat a bean. I'll take the protein elsewhere. Um, But I like those other bevs. Today's episode of Sagittarian Matters brought to you by Maddie Dog, Madeline Berger, Mary Pinson, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, and Christy Harrod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $5 million, that is your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support. And we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared. That's Ponyo's voice. Morgan, I have some solid foods to talk about really quick today. Food. I was in Boston. Mm-hmm. I was in a hurry to get to the airport and I saw that they had a by Chloe, which is a chain. Vegan chain. Yeah. And so I got from them, I saw on their website that they had a kelp noodle salad thing and that they had a little kale salad thing. And I was like, oh, great. They're each only $7. So I went in there, get ready to get those pre-made things to go to the airport. And each of them was $7 and about as big as like my fist. Like it was small fist for those who don't know Nicole. It's, it, it was like about like a fourth a cup. It was like as much as Ponyo eats in a sitting. <laughs> crunchies. You had a little two servings of crunchies. It was about as big as the crunchies. It was delicious food for the plane, but it was way overpriced. I've never so, heard of that. Well, I got inspired. I got inspired to make my own. So. Yes. What I've been jamming on is this. Kelp noodles. Okay. That I get from the grocery store. Not shiratake noodles, kelp noodles. Little, little crunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mixing those with like salad greens, whatever you want. A little bit okay. of kimchi for fun. Okay. Some cashews for fun. Some fried tofu. And yeah. then the sauce is like cashews, hemp seeds, basil, nutritional yeast. A little tamari, a little apple cider vinegar in the bullet. And I've been making my own bowls. And my bowls, I'm going to show you, my friend. Tell them how big this bowl is. I see this bowl. I I know this bowl well. have known this bowl for such a long time. Yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I've been eating. <gasps> this sounds delicious. Okay, side note. I know this was not disgusting thing. But I know you're a fan of tahini. And let me just tell you, I am... Jamming on tahini dressing. One of the goals for this year was to improve my sauce game, because we all know you're the queen of sauces, has been discussed through, you know, through and through. And um, I was like, why is it I can't make a good tahini dressing? I'm not sure. It seems like it would be right in my wheelhouse. And so, I, of course, you know, found a recipe. It was like, I can do that. Same thing by, by Morgan. We got by Nicole and we got by Morgan. And I make tahini dressing every dang day. And I think, not sure, but the wild card ingredient is onion flakes. Discuss. What? Onion flakes, people. Onion flakes. What's in your tahini dressing? 
uh, teeny onion flakes, raw garlic, which is a wild card. A little goes a long way. Oh, I put that in mine too. Mm, so good. It's like the standards, but like, I don't know what is different except for the onion flakes. So you're saying use water, you know, tamari, tamari. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it. It is so good. I eat it on corn chips. Also, it's like the test if I like something just straight onto a corn chip. Do you blend it or do you just whisk no. it? Just to stir. I'll send you the recipe. Please do. I love tahini in all its forms. I forgot to tell you, I forgot to bring it over here, but my new favorite thing from Trader Joe's is something called everything but the bagel seasoning. And so it's like a seasoning and it's everything that goes on top of an everything bagel. So we have onion flakes. We have garlic flakes. We have poppy seeds. We have sesame seeds. We have salt. So good. It's delicious. And like, so if you're, so I was on vacation and there was like limited vegan stuff around, like there was not nutritional yeast at hand, but if I wanted to just make a quick tofu situation for myself, so I didn't die. Yeah. Just the bagel. olive oil and then everything but the bagel seasoning. By George's. By, by George's. dollars, please. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. The other thing I want to talk to you about, we never talked about before, but vegan cheese. We've never discussed cheese. I have. I was feeling like a real Urkel lately, <laughs> because I was really feeling like got any cheese. <laughs> All right. This is from Violife. Just like mature cheddar slices. I'm so into this branding. Just like mature. everything about it okay so this says is with coconut oil which is supposed to be a bonus that's not a huge bonus for me nutritionally and vitamin b12 god i also have to interrupt so much to catch up on one of the things i was going to do i'm not going to do today was um discuss coconut oil just side note have you seen this article going around that's like pure poison never should be consumed so you're going to want to erase that from your packaging bio life well, it just is a saturated oil. It's always been a saturated oil. People got excited. People in the vein of Atkins got excited about saturated fats. They're like, it's a good fat. Saturated fat is wonderful for you. <laughs> saturated full of goodness. I think you and I even had a heart to heart. You were like, what's your opinion? Do I go for it or not? And I was like, take it with a grain of salt. It's a food trend. You're like, mm, it's so good. I'm going to try it. That's uh, when I was heart- drinking. That's when I was drinking it in my coffee. That's when I was doing Bulletproof Coffee, and I asked a few health advisors. I was like, you know, like Muffy Davis. I was like, hey, am I going to die of a heart attack if I drink pure oil every morning with my coffee? What was was her input? She said I probably wouldn't die. But she's not a doctor. No offense to her, but neither of us would claim that she's a doctor. Thank goodness I'm not either. Um, but what, what do you, do you feel vindicated by this coconut oil thing? Do you feel confused? What's your feeling? Uh, my level of vindication is just about food trends in general, you know, you know, just take them all with a grain of, you know, not salt. Cause salt is like, maybe not great for you, but whatever. A grain of take it with dash. pepper. Okay. I love pepper. So just do that. Well, hold on. Urkel's back to tell you these mature Cheddar slices, sorry, just like mature cheddar slices from Violife, were super delicious, and I appreciate that they infuse them with B12 because my issue with slices like this, like I just had some chow cheese slices. Oh, yeah. And it's the same with um, 
what is it like follow your heart makes a stick who makes the who makes like the cheese okay, right. the cheese stick i think it's follow your heart there's nothing in it like you're eating it and if it was regular cheese you'd be like i'm having a snack that has some calcium but in real life, when you look at the back of these, there's literally nothing except for sodium. Like you're like, you're poison. You're like fiber, 0%. Protein, 0%. Like z- <laughs> vitamin D, zero. C, zero. Iron, zero. <laughs> so it's just Bring like, it you're just eating oil and salt, which is fine. But it's nice to be like, I'm eating a snack that's going towards something. Even me feeling full. Just literally anything. Just anything. Just <laughs> But so these, uh, Vile Life includes a little B12. I like the taste of these. I really was feeling like a little kid walking around eating a cheese slice. When's the last time you've done that? So I, I recommend it. I would like those. I tried their cream cheese. Very much enjoyed it. Also, you know, it, as part of, say, a fancy avocado toast, which uh, we ate in California, some kind of delightful bread, some kind of Violife spread, avocado, some fancy sprouts, some, you know, homemade vegan Parmesan. It was a good. It doesn't have to be the one and only. It can be friends with others, you know? What is a homemade vegan Parmesan? I think it was really similar to something I made, which is just, you know, like raw cashews, nutritional yeast, salt. And you just kind of chop it up till it's really coarse. I kind of think that's it. It's good. Do it. It's easy and it does the job and it's nothing weird. Wonderful. Um, oh, the final solid foods I want to talk about. I love solids. Yuba noodles from Hodo. Now, these are old to me, maybe new to you. Oh, I've seen them in my fridge when you visited. <laughs> okay, what is Yuba? It's the top layer goodness that they hand skim after they warm their creamy organic soy milk. So it's like the skin that forms on top of soy milk. They skim it and make it into noodles, which then they fully flavor. So you can just grab these wherever you are and put them. You can stir fry them. They're gluten-free. It's just as a bunch of like yummy soy that is chock full of protein. You want to talk, you want to guess how much protein in a serving? Thousands of grams. (laughs) 17 grams. (laughs) Basically a thousand. (laughs) 17 grams of protein. Yuba noodles, they're a little expensive. It's like $7, six, $7 for the box of them or the bag of them. But they're great. They're ready-made. All you have to do is add some vegetables. You don't need another protein. They're a delicious thing. They're good cold with a salad. They're good hot as a stir-fry. I can't recommend them enough. Yuba noodles. You think $7 is the new $5? You've said $7 at least three times in this. (gasps) I do think $7 is the new $5. You heard it here first. All right. I mean, especially, I think LA is, is LA a place for price trends? I don't know. I might even wager to say that $10 is the new $5 in LA. Ooh. I'm not, that's not my experience yet, but I. (laughs) Noted, noted. Okay. Any other solids you've been enjoying? No, those are my solid hits for right now. I'm more focused on liquids. So. Well, Morgan, thanks for talking solids with me. Oh, Nicole, any damn time, any damn time. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.